It's Heather with Motherhood in Hollywood. Of course, who else would it be? I want to tell you guys that this episode is sponsored by Bumby Box. Bumby Box is an eco-friendly toy subscription service that your kids are going to love. Now, what is Bumby Box? Inside each Bumby Box are award-winning toys tailored to your child's age and interest, and they support play-based learning activities. And if you're a parent or know anyone with children, you know that that's very important. And the contents of the boxes will change even as your child grows and develops new interests. Pretty cool. All of the Bumby boxes include activities, ideas, songs, and reading lists as well. You do not want to miss this opportunity to go and get Bumby box for yourself. Go to BumbyBox.com and make sure you enter the code M-I-H-O-O-D. That's M-I-H-O-O-D you can get a 10% discount off of your Bumby Box order. So weed, who doesn't love to save money? Go to BumbyBox.com right now and find out why Bumby Box is a better way to play. Hello, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Welcome to the wonderful world of motherhood in Hollywood. Hi. Welcome, guys. I'm Heather. I'm the host of this show. Thank you so much for joining me. It's episode 49. Yowzas. I can't believe I've done this 49 times. It's still kind of... Like, what? Because each week it's so much fun. I get to interview cool people. I get to talk about myself. Uh, It's pretty much the perfect situation. Um, But if you are just joining me for your first episode, wow, where have you been? Uh, But hey, glad you're here. Make sure you take a minute and subscribe to Motherhood in Hollywood on iTunes. That is the big button under my picture of motherhood in Hollywood on iTunes that says subscribe. If you haven't done that yet, please do so. It makes a huge difference for me and to be able to keep track of who's listening and also for iTunes. So do it, please. Thank you. Um, Really quickly, I want to tell you who my guest is today. My guest is Audrey Kearns. And Audrey is the co-founder of a really awesomely nerdy website, geeky nerds, nerds, geeky website, I should say, called Geek Girl Authority. Now, Audrey is also a writer and an actress and a stepmom. So you know what? We're going to get into some stepmom talk today. We are, we love all moms, all moms here at Motherhood in Hollywood. Some moms are a little cray, which we're going to talk about in a second, Um, but we're going to dive into the moms that we love today. That sounds really gross. I don't mean it. (laughs) Maybe I'm just like, I'm such a weirdo. I've had way too much coffee today. We're not going to dive into any moms. We're going to be talking about moms. We're supporting moms and friends and actors and people in the entertainment community. So I'm so excited to have Audrey on to share her story today. Um, I want to really quickly give a shout out to, uh, some of the new folks that are following me on Instagram. What motherhood in Hollywood is on Instagram. You bet your bippy. I post some awesome pictures over there. If you don't follow motherhood in Hollywood on Instagram, go there now. I'm going to say hello to from scratch with Maria. Oh, I love that name. Ruby makes three Ellie Kipe and Miss Katie Grace. Thank you guys so much for following me over on the Instagram. Also on Twitter, we have some new followers too. want to give a quick hello to sleepy planet. Hi, massive help to parents, um, who need advice and need tips, uh, especially when it comes to babies who need sleep, make sure you check out sleepy planet, um, over on Twitter at sleepy planet. I want to say hello to Kate Fries. Thank you so much for following me and Ninja Economics. That sounds awesome. I want to be a Ninja at Economics. And Heather Hansen, thank you guys so much for taking the time to follow me over on Twitter. We are at MIH. There I go again. We, I am at MIH Podcast and at Heather Brooker if you want to follow any of my Twitter twatter musings where I say wildly inappropriate things and sometimes mostly all the time um, brag about myself and my podcast. Yay. All right. So really quickly, I just want to vent for a second. So some of you who do follow me on Facebook and, and social media have seen that I posted an article last week on Backstage, 
um, about an article I wrote for Backstage, which was really great. It was a, such a fun opportunity. I was so honored that they asked me to write something about parenting and acting. And um, they had some guidelines. It needed to be short, you know, 500 words or less or something like that. And um, they liked the listicles, if you will, because I guess it's just easier for people to read. So I wrote a little something um, really designed to kind of talk to my pre-parent self. And that's what I had titled it, Things I Wish I Had Known as a Pre-Parent Actor. And I wrote these lists of things kind of like, you know, it's not as expensive as you might think. You will have help. You will work again. There are everybody in this business, you know, a lot of people in this business, I should say, are parents too, so they get it. So I kind of wrote it for, uh, as a affirmation to myself, but also to hopefully be encouraging to other parents out there who are other people out there, I should say, who are thinking about becoming parents. It's uh, in this business. It's nerve wracking. It's um, uh, you, you don't know what to expect. Anyway, my point is, is when Backstage posted it, people on Facebook have been going bananas. They are saying really nasty and mean things about me. It also doesn't help that Backstage changed the title of my post to say something like, you know, five reasons why creatives or actors should become parents, which is not at all, was not my intention for the article. But anyway, people have been calling me names, um, you know, just saying really awful things on their Facebook page. And it's such a bummer (laughs) because I feel like there, there's a few people who get it and have been sort of going, Hey, this isn't, did you actually read the article? This isn't what she meant. Um, and I guess it just goes with the territory that when you put yourself out there in any way as an actor, whether you're performing on screen, um, if you're in a commercial, you know, if you're writing something, if you're working behind the scenes, whatever, if you're creatively putting yourself out there, you do have to open yourself up to the scrutiny of the internet, people who don't know you, people who are making massive assumptions about you. And it, it really sucks, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, meh, I don't care. I mean, I'm still going to – I mean, I care, obviously, but I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. My podcast will continue on. I'm going to continue to go to auditions and, you know, hustle and do what I believe is um, right for me and continue to share my opinions and my thoughts. And as long as I'm able to do that, then people on the Internet can say whatever they want. That doesn't mean that it doesn't suck massively when people shit on something that you do. Um, but I just, I don't know. It was a little disconcerting and I'm trying to shake it off as Tay Tay says, shake it off. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do. So I would just encourage you if you want to be creative and do something creative, do it. Fuck them. Fuck everybody who is a hater, whether they're on the internet or in your face. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I just got real mad for a second. I'm not, I'm really, I'm not that mad. Um, so yeah, that's what's happening in my world. And, um, what else is going on? Me, me, me. Follow me on Facebook to keep up with the latest. And yeah, I guess when I get to the point where I can't think of anything else to say, I should wrap this ish up and get to the interview, right? I think so, Heather. Feel free to keep those emails and tweets uh, coming in. I love hearing from you guys. It makes me feel like I'm actually doing something worthwhile. <laughs> if you want to email me, Heather, at motherhoodandhollywood.com, you're more than welcome to do so. And now I am going to introduce uh, my guest, Audrey Kearns. We had a lovely conversation about all things sci-fi and geeky and motherhood and writing. And it's just a lot of fun. You guys are going to love her as much as I do. So here is my friend, Audrey Kearns. I'm going to text Chris and tell him to turn up the air conditioning. I want it to be more L-shaped so I can actually um, face people and I don't have to go like this. Yeah. It's super awkward. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask him to drop the AC a bit because this room gets so hot. Well, with us in here, can you, oh. I mean, come on people. <laughs> what mean, are you thinking? How could it okay. not get Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so if you guys are um, going, who is this other sultry voice mm-hmm. joining Heather on the PCAST today? This is my friend, Audrey Kearns. She is the creative genius behind 
Um, Geek Girl Authority, co-creator of Geek Girl Authority with my other friend, Claudia. Yeah. Oh, she's going to be so mad I that know. you said Claudia. You like getting her mad and I saying do. Claudia. I love it because mm. I used to be a tour guide and we had this mm. German tour guide and her name was Claudia. Um, so it's sort of a, it's a bad habit. It's a hard habit to break, Claudia. Sorry, it babe. Is. But, um, so yeah, you are founder, co-founder of Geek Girl Authority, mm-hmm. um, writer, actress, Wife or wife, my husband's husband. <laughs> like, wife, what's a wife? <laughs> what's a wife? Um, and also, are you still acting? Do you still consider yourself to be an actress? Absolutely. I mean, I haven't done it in a long mm-hmm. time. The last time I was up on stage, well, I've done a lot of like comedy shows with friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm reading sketches or doing sketches. Um, I haven't been behind a camera in ages. Um, I did just recently do a one-person show that I toured with um, to Orlando, and I did a run here in L.A. called Obsessively Okay, which is about my obsessive-compulsive disorder. Yeah. And it was about writing about that, and it was actually really well-received and very funny. It wasn't one of those one-person shows where it's just this happened to me and it was so sad so and this, sad. you know, mine was very self-deprecating and, and did you find that to be helpful, a little therapeutic to talk about it in that way? I did because I wasn't diagnosed until my late thirties. And oh, as really? soon as I got my diagnosis in a gynecologist's office, oh, wow. my legs are up in the air and everything. And um, one of my things, like I'm pretty low on the spectrum, but um, when I get nervous, I scratch mm-hmm. and I scratch and I make myself bleed and then I can't, I, I pick you okay. know, and stuff like that. I can't stop myself. And it's not like um, other, there's other important um, issues like cutting and, and all that that are, are equally as important, but it's not that I'm not trying to do the damage to myself. I just can't, can't stop. I'm compelled for some reason to. And to, you yeah. have had this your whole life? I, well, that's what happened. You know, I just, I never thought about it. And um, I was so embarrassed because, you know, your legs are naked and my legs were full of scabs. And so I'm, I'm going over these excuses of going and tell my gynecologist, okay, I'm going to... you have so many scabs? Yeah, and I, okay, I'm going to tell her that I went hiking and it's mosquitoes. I'm going to tell her and I'm going to all this stuff. And so when she... So she gets done. She's all done. She she takes the speculum out and everything. <laughs> that The worst part, the... She, the old speculum. The, the thwack of the gloves oh, come off, you know, oh. that we women are so familiar with that sound. I'm, I'm clenching right now. I'm just thinking about it. And then she goes to the garbage can and she doesn't even look at me and she goes so what's going on with your legs Audrey and I started to say I started to go into my excuses but I couldn't get them out of my mouth because so you knew you were lying she said she's like Audrey of OCD and I, I've got a list of people because uh, she's known me for like seven or eight years she's, yeah you know I've been going to her now for like 12 years you know and she's like here's a list of people she goes I know you well enough from talking to you and everything and, and this and and then it was it made my life easier it, it opened up new doors it's like this is why what's going on. It put words to it. It put words to it. Yeah. It put a label on it. And it wasn't, oh my God, I've been labeled. It's terrible. Right. It opened my eyes to, it actually made me feel I'm not crazy. Yeah. This is something I can't control. And knowing this, I look at my mom, totally OCD. Yeah. You know, and then. Was she undiagnosed as well? Um, I, No, she's seen my show. I've never come out and told her about it, but I, I'm curious. I never talked to her about it because she's in my show too right i mean she made us clean so much when we were kids that one day she called me in my 20s and said hey audrey i just want to let you know what i did to you guys with your chores every saturday it was actually spring cleaning i just realized i made you do spring cleaning every saturday and i just wanted to apologize okay i hope you and brian are doing well bye Oh my God. And that was, it's absolutely true. That's, yeah, yeah. We, we couldn't do anything until we did that spring cleaning. And, and, and what I'm envisioning no more wire hangers. Right. Like but that she, kind of cleaning. It was that kind of cleaning, but without Joan Crawford, with, with a nice mom. Oh, okay. With a really nice mom. So she's yeah. like, okay, everybody, more yeah. comments. But it was like, you yeah, know, like yeah. lots of cheerful scrubbing. And- yeah. Yeah. And well, oh, I don't think there's such a thing. But <laughs> if, yeah. Um, but, um, what indulged the behavior or the the basically the mental disorder is that I grew up in a military family and I went to Catholic school and Ooh. that's all about rules and rituals. Yeah. So it I didn't feel crazy until I got out of college because I'm on my own and I didn't have why isn't anybody following the rules and rituals that I do? Right. Why Nobody. doesn't anyone pay attention to authority like I do? Why are these people going off the cuff and this, this and this? And improv so, must have blown your I, mind. I can't I the I, first time you did I have a healthy respect for all improvisers because um Ooh. I and I can improvise say like when I was working in um theme parks doing like union shows and stuff like that and mm-hmm. hosting, like I can improvise with the audience and 
and up to a point, but like what my husband does and what you do and what a lot of my improviser friends do, I, I, I will not be able to play with you because I am in my head. I have to think of everything before it comes out. Yeah. Improv is hard. Like yeah. it's, it's, um, and people, a lot of people don't know that it is a skill. It, it is, is a, a skill. skill to not think of what yeah. you're going to do next. Yeah. I'm a planner. Um, in that, you know, I'm not such so much a rules person, but I'm a planner. I love to know, okay. Like even down to the point where when I walk out the door, I know I need to put my wallet in my purse. I'm going to grab my keys and my sunglasses on the way out the door right uh-huh. before I grab, grab my garage door opener and then open the garage door. And sometimes I remember my daughter, but, <laughs> but it's, it's literally, and maybe that's even a little OCD on my part mm-hmm. for the planning side uh-huh. of it. But, um, it, it's, it's structure. Yeah. Structure. For and me, I, think, I find yeah. very comforting. Yeah. And, and also have an anxiety disorder. Um, you know, I'm just a very anxious and fearful person, which is something I'm working on. I'm bad. Look, I'm here. We how, do I was going to say, how did you feel about coming over here today? Cause I know we usually do our podcast and which we'll talk about. It's uh, hard. It's hard for place. me to leave the house um, every single day. Every time I walk out, if I'm going to get gas or, or to the grocery store, it's not like some long thing where I'm crying. It's just this feeling in my stomach where I'm Is it agoraphobic, actually. do you think? No. Like, I don't mind going to somewhere where there's a big crowd mm-hmm. and when I'm by myself because I'm control. It's about control, I think, you know, because I'm controlling everything that happens to me at that, that point. And a lot of people are like, well, then how can you be an actor? How can you get up on stage and, and do what you do? Because I'm a really... Because you have to give up total control. No, because I am in control. Oh, of your acting? Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm a I really... guess I'm thinking in terms of like someone else is directing you. Someone oh, yeah. Else is and I'm fine. Yes, you. yes. And that's always a very nerve wracking part is yeah. the direction and the rehearsals. I enjoy yeah. it a, a great deal, but wanting to make everybody happy and, and, and making sure I'm doing it right. Mm-hmm. But the moment that the play is on its own, um, those are the moments where I like when I'm on stage, I've. Whenever, like a lot of people have trouble looking at the audience if you're doing a monologue or something like that. No, I can lock eyes with anybody. And that's one of the few times that I can actually lock eyes with people. And when I'm up there, I do feel in control in my space and I am ready for things to happen that may not be in the script. And I'm good at handling them on stage for some reason. And it's also one of the few times, honestly, where I feel total bliss, release, and happiness Mm -hmm. is when I'm on stage. I feel free. I feel so free. And I think that's why I'm so good at acting, especially theater, yeah, you know, and that's not to say I don't feel it, you know, with my husband or like with my friends and <laughs> yeah, stuff like that, that but it is, <laughs> fuck, fuck my husband and he's paying, for, he's paying for my mortgage. So right. I, I didn't we really mean it. that. Uh, uh, I think that there's something to that though, because they say, I think I've read studies. I'm sure there's been millions of studies done, but like about how, um, therapeutic acting and performing and the arts and the can arts, be absolutely for all kinds of, um, either mental health disorders or physical ailments and that sort of thing. It's very therapeutic and freeing to be able to get up on a stage and sing your heart out or mm-hmm. act silly, act goofy. Mm-hmm. And then to get that response from the audience, yeah. that applause or laughter or whatever. Yeah. I think that's why standups are so addicted to, um, what they do is because yeah. they love, they feed off of those laughs. They oh, they do. It. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I've got friends, actually, and I don't know how, how you feel about this, but I have a friend who does um, freelance writing for certain blog sites and stuff like that, and he is so obsessed with how many likes he gets. Oh, yeah. That's like, like and it reminds me of, like, like what you just totally. said, the, the applause and everything. I mean, he will be in a meeting or will be, you know, out or something, and he's just got his phone in his hand, and he's refreshing, like, every minute. Oh, my minute. gosh. Yeah, it's, like, is really. Is no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't no. see him being like that. But no, I was no, like, no. Oh, I don't, yeah, you haven't met this guy. Um, but it's no, it's true. That I think is a different thing. The social mm. media disorder, the social media obsession with mm. your likes and with Facebook comments and all that stuff. That's I think a totally different beast. That's yeah. become something that's a real problem. Mm. I have a friend who also could not cannot put his phone down like he cannot make eye contact with anybody and he's always on his phone got to be checking all the socials constantly and it's like why i mean there honestly there are some days when i get that too because i'm also i'm check constantly checking the motherhood what's part of your job you know so you have to be on that social media but i am going through this thing where like um on certain days i challenge myself to not look at facebook once and stuff like that it's very hard and my husband um 
challenged himself to do it for a week and it was very difficult he kept because he at night he kept going to facebook he goes look i just did it because it, it's just like you know yeah. motor memory it's just like but that's also what he we does get the notifications that pop yeah. up yeah. Uh, i don't know if you get those but i get yeah, them pop yeah. up whenever somebody tweets me i don't have them set for instagram because it was like it's too much because it's so popular at instagram no but like it was just too much i had to turn some of them off because then i'm constantly get looking at looking. my phone yeah and so now i try to wait and then what happens is if i miss something or miss a comment from somebody somebody gets mad at me like why didn't you see my post and it's like i don't i don't know i'm really trying yeah. to not be so obsessive yeah. about Even my it. husband does that he goes he goes uh it'll be two hours after we've been up and he always gets up earlier yeah. than i do and i'm like only out for like 10 minutes or something like that and he's like did you remember post <laughs> Did you see what I posted on Facebook? I do that to Chris. And I'm like, I I'm like I haven't even had coffee. Wait, yeah, well, like, I, I promise I'll read it. And he looks hurt. He looks so hurt. I do that to Chris though. <laughs> when I write a new blog post, I'm like, hey, hey did you read my post? Sometimes I send it to him before yeah. I release it into the wild. Yeah. Um, I, I do do it. To, to be yeah. fair, I'm like, did you share my post? I will do that yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah. I will say, did you share? You should share that one. Um. So I want to talk for a second about BNP. BNP Booze is the best face. podcast out there we have besides been, this one and besides this one, Meal Before and Odd, Meal Before Odd <laughs> and Five Streets in the Line. Yeah, no. yeah. Um, I was looking through some old emails today and we started talking about Booze and Phasers, which is our podcast that we do with yes. Claudia in October of last year. We, st- we had our Is that when we met meeting. at the coffee shop? Yeah. We had our first meeting in early October last oh, year to wow. kind of like talk about it, start, you know, getting mm-hmm. plans laid out. And then it would be months later. Yeah, it, like crap we, happened, the holidays, yes. and everybody got busy. My mom broke her hip. Yeah, so like we 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 finally were able to get our ish together and release yeah. it to the world. And I'm it's so proud of it. Good, it's I'm so really proud of show. it. You know, I've listened to the first couple episodes. I know you have, and and some of my friends, and they're just like, "Wow, this is good. This is special. This is like really, this really, is really fun. This made me laugh out loud." Yeah. yeah so we should tell um and i've i've mentioned it on this show before too but booze and phasers is a podcast i do with audrey and claudia dolph um and it's where we have a little drinky drink like the name says booze or or <laughs> nine the other night with brian we had like nine easily yeah. of those because well, um, he made th- they harry mud like- slides or harry mud pies <laughs> <laughs> named after a star trek right character. But yeah, but they were in a blender, so they almost were like milkshakes, like and you never wanted shakes. to stop. And my stomach hurt, even though we were using lactate. I know. I was like, I'm going to fart <laughs> that's, so hard. That's how old we are, house. is that we're oh, using well, lactate. All about the lactate. Yeah. But this is such a fun show. So we drink, and we talk about Star Trek, because yes. we're all big Star Trek fans. We have a topic every week. We do some news, mm-hmm. and we just do some fun stuff, whatever's on our mind, and then we have a topic, and it's been really fun. I like it that it has absolutely, for me, I like it because it has absolutely nothing to do with parenting it has nothing to do with acting it just literally is my chance to just kind of geek out and let my geek geek flag fly a little bit I think that's why I'm enjoying it so much because Mm -hmm. I mean as you know and as I know about you because you can tell you guys when you listen to booze and pacers because I know you will um, (laughs) you can tell that we have a big love for Star Trek you know there's we're not faking it and that's and I love geeking out about it. I love just talking about, oh yeah, but what about this one and then this one, you know? I love I I appreciate the fact that you and Claudia are so knowledgeable. I feel like sometimes I am the cheerleader who is like, yeah, I love that one. Woohoo! And you guys like really are like fans and I'm like, god, well, you're I, a you big make fan me want to step up my game. You're a big <laughs> but you your knowledge is great with next generation. Yeah. 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 And then all the other Star Treks, go fuck yourself. Yeah. No. Well, I, I don't even know Claudia finished Voyager Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I that's like, what I like, she said she didn't finish yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm like the like the, We've seen the them all. I've seen them all. Big one. Like, I haven't finished the original series. But I don't yeah. remember a lot of... Um, but the ones I'll watch in reruns is, is Next Generation. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'll and watch like that. like BBC America. They had a marathon on it yesterday. And Brian and I were working in the garage, cleaning stuff out. And um, we had that on the... So every time you, like, walk through the house, you'd stop at the TV and... What's Picard doing? Yeah, what's, what's he David, about? David doing? Oh, so it's handsome. this one. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I do love all of the Star Trek. I just love the Star Trek world mm-hmm. and Next Generation in particular. Um, I was the... The girl in high school who was a cheerleader, but also secretly loved Star Trek. And, you know, my, as I told you on Neil Before Odd, um, your interview podcast, I, my mom outed me at my 16th birthday party. (laughs) 
by telling all of my friends um, from high school, like she sent out little invitations to everybody for my sweet 16 birthday party and then put a note at the bottom. And don't forget, Heather is a big Star Trek fan. If you want to bring gifts that are Star Trek related or whatever. <laughs> and I didn't know she did that till I got to my surprise. Sweet 16 and all my friends had like Star Trek presents and they were like, yeah, mom totally told us. And I was like, no, I wanted to die. I was captain uh, of the cheerleading squad. I was um, captain of the soccer team. Like I was very athletic and sporty. And, and now like, you're we're not nerd. supposed to be into yeah. like nerdy things. Ew. But I was like, yeah, fuck it. I like it. And I just Actually embraced makes it. You more cool. I mean, I think so. Cause you crossed all, lines in high school then you went you were nerd you were popular you were athletic but no one wanted to date me so maybe that was not the winning combination no no. i didn't have a date till college no one ever wanted to date me in high school i think it was my freshman year in college well no i had like a date but it ended with him kissing me on the forehead and going good night oh boy (laughs) it was the most awkward And to a was first it, day Was it ever. because he was nervous or he was just like, ah, oh, this didn't work out? I think it was more like, thanks, sis. <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks for going out. Like, I don't know if it was like a pity date or what, but I was super excited. I remember uh-huh. shaving my legs for the first time. I was like, I don't know. I just think I saw this in my teen beat, my tiger beat. Um, but yeah, I'll never forget his name is Sean Fitzpatrick. And at the end of the night, he leaned in and kissed me on the forehead and was like, see you at school tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I was, I was like, oh, my God, did we just make out? Like, that's how dumb I was. Is, is it forehead kissing making out? Yeah. Is and that my, first base? Yeah, I totally did. <laughs> and my mom is just as vulgar and disgusting and sometimes as I am. So, of course, I walk in and my mom goes, did you make out? And I'm like, mom, mind your own business. And she was like, he didn't touch your boobs, did he? And I'm like, Jesus, mom. I know. That's totally I, my I would mama. be mortified. I cannot wait to do that to my daughter, though. No. I'm totally going to do it. <laughs> so inappropriate. Oh, uh, no. I can't. I can't do it with my stepdaughter. We just sit no. in bed and wonder, do you think she's dating? Is she dating? Yeah, Is I was going to say, yeah. so um, I want to talk to you about your stepdaughter, but I yeah. want to talk quickly about... You have Neil Before Odd, but you have a lot of podcasts. Yes. Neil Before Odd, where you do one-on-one interviews with people, mm-hmm. which are fantastic. Thank you. Specifically the episode you did with Heather Brooker. Yeah, you guys should listen. You should get, do a two-hour. There's do so a, much have access to Double Heather. book your podcast time, <laughs> the Neil Before Odd with Heather, and then, of course, Motherhood in Hollywood Everyone's with like, Audrey. Yes. Um, we, we do talk about different things. We do talk about different yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. It's, they're all very specifically yeah. um, different, uniquely different. Yeah. I want to talk about where your love for podcasting comes in. Cause I have to, I, you know, I know where mine came in from and like kind of how it all started, but you have been doing it a little bit longer than I have. Right. And um, it's such a specific medium that's really been taking off over the last few yes. years. I find that people either are, are big podcast fans, like, oh, you have a podcast? Great. I want yeah. I want to listen. Or they're like, what is that? What is it? What where is do I find that? Thing and I'm like, pod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so where, where, how did podcasting begin for you? And well, then you like took the plunge. Well, you know, it started with uh, my, my show, Five Truths and a Lie, which is we turn into a podcast. It's a storytelling show. I had been going to the moth, you know, they mm-hmm. around oh, town and <clears throat> throwing my name in the hat. I want and, to go to one of and those. And never getting picked to tell a story. And I know I'm a good storyteller, you know. <laughs> well, no, I know I've got, I've got, I've got, I've got stories. you got and, stories. And so, you know, and so you, you, when you throw your name in the hat, at least me, I at least prepare just in case I get picked, but I was never getting picked. And so my husband and I came up with the idea in a bar as a lot of our great ideas come from when we're of course. in a bar drinking. And um, we were waiting to go see a movie or something. And I was just like, I'm tired of doing that. And like he's like well let's do our own and I said but I don't want to be the moth I don't want to just be another storytelling show there's a few out there that are really 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 great Mm -hmm. but they're just stories and there's maybe enough of them out there so what can we do and I hate to use the word gimmick but we did come up with a gimmick but it turned into something else the gimmick what is called five truths and a lie um, we have six people tell stories from their lives based on a theme and uh, one of them is lying so the audience um, tries to figure out who's lying so that that's what we thought the gimmick was going to be so we started it in our living room with like 10 of our friends for the first show and and Brian's like let's record this I'm like okay I don't know how to do it but our friend Matt Sewell came over and he figured it out uh we had a mic Brian went out and got a mic 
And then um, the next time we had like 15 people in our house. And the next thing you know, we had like 22 people in our house. And so it's like, we, this was um, in, we, when we lived on the, uh, in Culver City and it was a really tiny house. I mean, the living room was so, people were just like up against each other on the floor. But it was a really neat feeling. I mean, it's like yeah. a salon or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then one day I invited this guy I work with who I was working at a gaming company at the time. He was a graphic designer there. And so he came with his wife. And when we're leaving, she was like, I work at a gallery and they would let you do this there for free because mm -hmm. they're looking for new younger clientele because most of their clientele is older and, and stuff like that so we started doing it in a gallery and we had recorded each one and oh the um what we found out the gimmick thing that we found out is that the people that were telling the truth you can tell the people that are telling the truth they're embellishing so much to try to get it to seem like they're lying no no just or... people embellish their stories you really realize that people embellish stories about their lives and yeah. the people that are lying um are trying to kind of keep it more straight and narrow so it doesn't seem wild and crazy yeah and and so you know you realize that you know it's kind of every lie begins with the truth and all that said so whenever someone's panicking about lying we were saying start from a true story like i you know if whatever theme was podcasting i can start with this moment that we're having right now mm -hmm. because then i'm not lying right in the beginning of the story but then i could start adding the lie yeah, yeah. on top of it and in four years of doing shows so i'd say we've done about because it's quarterly um about 30 to 35 shows wow. um only once did the majority of the audience pick the liar correctly oh wow because uh, the people we get are just great storytellers and um that's so cool and, and the lines that. between truth and that's what we learned is the lines between lying and telling the truth are so thin so thin. So it's like yeah it started out as a gimmick but it's absolutely fascinating so also, one, what a great pool of people you have to choose from here oh, yeah. in los angeles like we there's do. so many this is this we're very lucky storytellers, you know sure. and and you know i know a lot of great wonderful people um, that would do great telling stories. And then my husband's in the television industry, mm -hmm. so he knows a whole other group of people. So we've been able to get some celebrities to do it along with our friends, and we kind of try That's to mix so cool. all those together. Yeah. And um, it, it, and we've stayed at the gallery, and, and there's, you know, we can only fit like 60 seats in the gallery, and we've thought a few times about getting into bigger houses. But you really lose that feel the because intimacy. we have the lights up. Yeah. So, so the, the storyteller is right there with the audience yeah. and they're sitting around them. So it's not an us, here's us, here's me. Mm -hmm. Everybody's in it together and it's, it's, it's really lovely. And then I think when we were doing it at our house, the second or third one is like, we're recording these, let's start putting them putting on them the out. internet. Yeah, and yeah. so our friend Jeff, the graphic designer from work who brought his wife, who got us into the gallery, they had just decided to start doing a website business creating websites oh. and so you know we worked on creating a five truths and lie website which is you guys should visit it lots of great podcasts it is a little outdated <laughs> we need to update it a bit as far as the font and all that kind of stuff yes, but you um, must have hip fonts <laughs> i've learned anything you must be hip um but uh so we built the website and he researched because we didn't know anything about podcasting and right. he did research about how to get up on itunes and everything and then my our sound engineer for booze and phasers um, and Five Truths and Lie, he came over and he recorded me and Brian. We do an introduction to the show. We play three stories and then we talk about the three stories and what happened that night yeah. um, during the live show. And then we introduce three more stories. And then we come back and we give everybody like three seconds to figure out the liar. And then we tell them what the li who the liar was and what our thoughts on how the audience reacted. Yeah. Because you know, like um, uh, my friend Josh told a, a story about his mother who um, had cancer she had cancer like 10 times and oh, wow. it never got her you know and she would never stop smoking and and eating bad and all this kind oh. of stuff and he told a story about that and it was a beautiful story everybody was crying because usually people go for the comedy in their stories but he was sure. just he's like i'm no i'm gonna tell the story and it was funny there was parts of it that was funny but um two people chose him for the liar and, and, and my husband was hosting. He's like, who fucking chose him for the liar? Put your <laughs> hands up. Right? How can you choose him? And, and one of somebody else, someone had chosen him because, and they were like, because it was too sad. And I just didn't want to believe it was true. Hey guys, it's the time of the show where I get to tell you a little bit more about Bumby Box. Bumby Box is an eco-friendly toy subscription service. What does that mean? Well, you get toys delivered to your house 
every month. But these are not just any toys. These are toys that have been specially curated just for your child. They are play-based toys that are tailored to your child's age and interest, and they also support play-based learning activities. Pretty great, huh? You've also heard me mention that these toys are fully sustainable. Well, that means that there is no PVC, BPA, or other harmful plastics inside the toys that come inside each Bumby Box. If you want to get your hands on a Bumby Box each month, go to BumbyBox.com and at checkout, enter the code M-I-H-O-O-D and you'll get 10% off from Motherhood in Hollywood and Bumby Box, a better way to play. Right, you know, right. yeah. I, just, I mean, that yeah, sounds really sadly unbelievable. Yeah, you know that something like that could even happen. It yeah. sounds very unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So that sort of sparked then your your love for podcasting. It did. It did. And and we really enjoyed doing it. You know. But what made you? At what point did you decide you wanted to bring your geekdom into it? Your fandom of. Well, of- I had the idea of Geek Girl Authority. I've been wanting to do, I'm not with that name. I've been right. wanting to do a website for uh, some time. And I had approached Claudia about it at Comic-Con, actually. <laughs> and um, she, uh, of course, was super interested. And I have another friend named Jenny Flock, who um, is um, no longer involved in the site. Um, she wanted to take some time off. She, she, she had a little baby, and she started, she started teaching. Those and, and babies. She, yeah. And um, so the three of us uh, sat down and kind of like what we did with Booze and Phasers, we planned and, and came up with the name Geek Girl Authority. And when we first started, it's like, it's all going to be sketches. <laughs> we're going to take over YouTube. It's going to be awesome. Oh, but the dreams. The dreams. And, 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 you know, and we had enough funny to do it, enough great writer writers to do it. But that, you know, planning. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, and that's what we found out. It's, is a, lot it's a lot of work. And I was like, oh, I don't want to let Geek Girl Authority die. So I started... Uh, we're gonna start blogging about nerd news and yeah. stuff like that so we started doing that and brian bought me a really nice camera for christmas and so i started filming myself uh doing like uh it was called audrey's great escape um, mm-hmm. um favorite books of mine and i only did like three or four of them before i kind of crapped out because um that was i my anxiety got the best one in that one actually because i it was I, I would have to learn how to better edit yeah and i was having a lot of trouble with that and then I just thought about Neil Before Odd. I, I mean, I love podcasts, and I love the name Neil Before Odd. And for yeah, those of name. you out there that don't get the reference, I, of course, Audrey Odd um, in Superman 2 from the 80s, mm-hmm. there's a villain named Zod, and he tells the president to kneel before Zod. So it's a big thing for nerds. They, they out, Nerds get it. Nerds get it. Yeah. And um, I was convinced I'm going to do 15 to 20-minute interviews. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just of, of my friends. Just quick, yeah. Yeah, and... That's because that's what people that's what people want to hear. Just a twenty minute interview and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And so I did it with my first two. My third one went an hour. And what I found is people actually listen to the hour ones yeah. more than the twenty minute ones, which made me happy because what I found out about myself, which I think you find out, you know about yourself, is you enjoy talking to people mm-hmm. and listening. And, and finding out about their lives and having a conversation with them, right? About it. And and I found I saw that I was I was, oh, I'm good at this. Yeah. And I can definitely go for an hour. And so Neil Before Odd really, really took off quickly. And then I was taught how to do uh, most of the technical stuff. There's still yeah. a few things I have trouble oh, with. Oh, I know. I yeah. sent you text messages. Remember <laughs> oh that God. text chain? I, <laughs> but I have a... You were cracking me up. I was like, Audrey, I'm coming over. <laughs> can, do, do, you, do you want a confession? Okay. okay. I've, been, I've been wondering how to tell you this. Oh, God. It, you I, knew how to do it the whole time. And no, you were just fucking no, with me. No, no. And I didn't know if... I should tell you and Claudia ever oh God. or maybe on a booze and phasers. Confession but I, time. It is. Okay. So the problem was we, it was our, was it our first booze and phasers? We're trying to get up on iTunes yeah. and it's not going up. And there's a problem when you press one, like if you tried to go to iTunes or if you press subscribe, all this code would come up on your website. Uh, uh, yeah. On the uh-huh. website. And, and people were telling Heather that and me yeah. and you know, and all this stuff. And so I went to the hosting people that host the site and with their support, uh, their support people, we figured it out and it took a long time cause they were, they were, um, little like what the heck yeah but it was this little tiny thing and, and we figured it out and it's like okay heather claudia it's gonna get up on itunes now yeah now that that's all fixed you know one day two day three day four <laughs> days go and i'm like what the heck and they say you gotta wait for 14 days but most people get approved in, in a just few a days in, yeah in just a couple days and so I, I was like you know what i'm gonna go through all these steps again and 
I'm going to submit it again and just see what happens. Yeah. You know, because this is kind of ridiculous. Maybe it's lost. And so I go through all the steps that I did and then I get to this one page and, and everything in like iTunes makes you put in this, your code or whatever. And they tell you if it's a, if it will pass and, you know, muster right. to get approved and then you press submit. So I got to that page and I realized that the entire time I had never pressed submit. Oh my God. I had never pressed submit to begin with. Oh no. That's my confession. Oh my God. That's hilarious. And I, Cause I was literally like, what is going on? Cause we were just having millions of texts back and forth between me and Audrey. And you were and so Claudia. patient. Cause Cla- I mean, you, you know, cause you, Claudia, you, you Claudia I think gave up. She was like, I'm out. She, yeah. She just <laughs> doesn't know how to do any of it. And, and you do. I mean, you do, you do all your podcasts on your own Yeah. and everything. And I was, my, my husband walks in and I had this look on my face of like, uh, and he's uh, like, what happened? What's wrong? What, 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 I'm like, I, I couldn't talk. And, and he's like Audrey and he thought something was really wrong because I had this like look of shock on my face Oh no! and he comes over and he grabs my hands is everything okay what happened you know I, said, I, I never press submit <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's hilarious it's sometimes it's the little things the little that things. end up being and so then big. it took six hours to approve <laughs> Yeah, it, it took once it goes, six hours once. Yeah. Once it goes up, it goes up very yeah. pretty quickly. If yeah. you have all your P's and Q's and everything dotted and ready to go, well, they're pretty fast about it. That's why there's literally tens of thousands of uh, maybe even hundred. There's uh-huh. hundreds of thousands of podcasts on iTunes now because it's so easy to do. One thing I've noticed with Abus and Phasers, which is doing great, is um, when I started Neil before Odd like three or four years ago, how much the landscape has even changed oh, from, from from then. You know, like I got I got listeners um, really quickly with Neil before Odd with um, doing less work than what we're doing with mm-hmm. booze and phasers. Right. You know, I think there's so many people because anybody so many can people, do it. Right. Anybody but I think because podcasting right now is so hip, it's so in. I know at least for me in the mommy blogging world and the mm-hmm. mommy world in parenting, you know, I'm in the kids and family section, but I'm also in the comedy section. Uh-huh. And I think um, TV. Right. And then our TV and film. So in the kids and family section, it's just flooded with all of these parenting podcasters. People who've had success with their blogs are now transitioning over to podcasting because they're realizing, Oh, this is a medium that's taking off and Uh it's a much better way for people to kind of get to know you. And, um, you can bring in, you know, great guests to interview Mm -hmm. and, and that sort of thing. So, podcasting is for sure taking off and I think it's such a saturated market it's hard to like make it yourself is. stand out anymore it's and you've got the big juggernauts like the nerdist Mark Marin, and those guys yeah. that just are so far ahead like you just you can't touch them it is and they take up a lot of space on on the iTunes oh pages, yeah which kind of sucks beach. for all the people that are trying to get up but you know yeah They've got their publicists and their marketers and they've got that money and that's yeah. why they're on the front pages and you just have to keep chugging. I know. Chugging along. And you just, well, you know. Wait, here's my question for you though. Is, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to backtrack. Uh, ha- right. Do you forgive me? Yeah. Of course. Okay. Of course. I mean, I'm I, totally going to judge you when oh you leave. God. And like, oh my God. No, of course. Stuff like that happens all the time. What a stupid thing. Okay. <laughs> I just feel bad because yeah. you were so frustrated because you couldn't figure it out and you were getting frustrated and you didn't know what happened. And I was and like, I really I wanted to do it on my own. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you did eventually. Eventually. <laughs> Um, I briefly, I want to talk, we got to get Brian a shout out cause we're yes. talking a lot about Brian. Brian is the executive producer of a new show coming out on ABC. Um, actually the week that this show is coming out. Oh, great. Yeah. So, um, this week on ABC, uh, uncle buck, uncle buck on ABC. Yep. Yes. Everybody check it out. Tweet at Brian D Bradley tweet at Audrey Kern. So you yeah. guys can give them. And some this love. is a really funny show. I know there's a lot of, uh, a little bit of backlash out there because of the, no one could be uncle buck, but John Candy. And you know what? Yeah, you, they're you gonna, guys, he's going to get that a You lot. guys have a point, you know, but this is a completely different take on Uncle Buck, and it is funny. Yeah. It is actually a very, very funny show. Brian and is it, a funny guy, and oh, his yeah. writing partner is also really funny, yeah. so I can imagine that there's some good comedy there. I mean, just the clips and trailers and teasers yeah. that I've seen. And, you know, and honestly, from a, a lot of shows that are coming out, when they do come out, you don't get that many clips and trailers because sometimes there's not that much to work with. And right, this right. this show, you know, Mike Epps is playing Uncle Buck, and he's got, you know, this is a guy who has 4 million followers. I mean, on. what does that say, though? Like, people get so attached to the original yeah. material of something that they're like, no, absolutely not. I mean, we're seeing that happening with Ghostbusters. Yeah. We're seeing that happening with every beloved, you know, thing from our childhood. That, that's the that's same thing we were remade. talking about earlier, you know, about being fearless behind your computer. computer sure. My favorite tweet I read about the Ghostbusters thing is like, um, um, 
let me make sure I get this right. Um, the new Ghostbusters isn't going to ruin your childhood. Your parents did that for you. Right, yeah, exactly. It's like, because everyone's like, it's going to ruin my childhood. You, you take away my childhood. It's like, no, it's not. That's They're, never going to change. That Ghostbusters I saw is never, my experience with that movie, it will never, never change. change. I think never change. for me, because I'm sure I've made offhanded comments like that before where yeah. I'm like, damn it. Mm-hmm. You know, this stop remaking. Like I, I read that there's some trying have to too. remake yeah. Heather's and I'm yeah. like, no, like I have such a special place in my heart mm-hmm. for the movie Heather's yeah. because hello, I'm Heather. <laughs> I was Heather Chandler. Um, but I, you know, I don't want anybody to remake it because I feel like there's, it sort of taints the memory. And I agree of with it. you, you know, and the thing with, with uncle Buck is like, it wasn't, you know, Brian's under contract with a, a NBC uni and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, um, and this was a project they wanted to do. So they assigned it to Brian and Steven, you know? And mm-hmm. so, and thank, I think, thank God they did. I think in other hands, it may not it may have not turned have done out, you know, well. because, you know, bro, my husband, Brian and his writing partner, Steven have an immense love for anything, John Hughes, Oh, you yeah. know, so they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to, take care of it but yeah sometimes i'm just like why like when they did the new willy wonk i was just like oh yeah why there's so many things when they did total recall and 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 they're not doing a better job they're like a lot of things they're making it more serious and i don't know i've got the same i my you know every once in a while you're surprised and you're like ah that was good that was great my reasoning for not being excited for ghostbusters has nothing to do with the fact that it's women has nothing to do with the fact that it's like taking away from you know a movie that i loved as well i'm just purely jealous uh, that melissa mccarthy is cast in it like, it should be you it should be me 100%. i agree with you agree um with you. <laughs> people have heard me on the show before just bitch about it and i'm sure one day i'll meet melissa yeah. mccarthy and just be like oh my god you're amazing <laughs> everything you do is so funny let's be friends i know i'm gonna be that asshole but um it, for now behind the safety of my yeah. microphone i'm gonna say god damn it stop casting her and everything cast There's some other woman funny chubby right gals here. i'm hilarious and also They're- fat doesn't have to be one <laughs> doesn't have to be just one yeah um so i want to talk to you You mentioned earlier about being a stepmom yes you and brian were you were a stepmom early early on like when you were young right yeah oh 19, yeah 20 um i was 21 21 i was 21 and um did brian what did he was he already a dad when you guys started dating or was it's, it like it's a it's a very weird story it's um and you can share Very, only what you're comfortable oh, with. Oh, yeah. I tell, we tell everybody this. Zoe, okay. my stepdaughter, Zoe, knows about that as well. Uh, Brian and I had been friends in college. We were in the theater department. I, I knew his, his mm-hmm. ex, kind of. Um, and uh, we had done a show together one summer where he was assistant directing on it, and I was starring in it. And we became even closer. You know, we just had a great time together. We were just constantly laughing. Um, nothing untoward going on between us or anything and he's flirty just friendly flirty he was engaged and i was dating some asshole um that had been dating for a couple years and so then it was summer break and we both come back a couple months later and he had split with his ex i had split with my boyfriend and he was like can i take it you know let's go out and i was like okay and it was very weird because we were friends we were such good friends and it was just kind of like oh okay and um so we did we went out and we went out again and we were really having a great time. And um, I think for about maybe two or three weeks we had gone out. And then he calls me and um, his ex fiance had just called him and said, I'm pregnant. <gasps> so the first thing he did was call me and give him props for that. And, and, and just be real upfront about it. Yeah. That's nice. And, and I said, I, <laughs> my answer was, uh, well, good luck. <laughs> 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 you know, it's like I'm 21. I'm a senior in college. This yeah. uh, sounds, like, you know, that. that's no, I, I wish you guys the best of luck, you know. Yeah. Um, but then we had, and then I see him in class the next day cause we had classes together and everything and we kept seeing each other and stuff like that. And we just, we, you know, I had to make a decision, you know, we continued dating. I was like, do I want at 21 to be a part of a child's life? You know, the answer was no, I didn't, but mm-hmm. I was really falling in love with Brian mm-hmm. and everything. And, um, when, and I, I, have a big Irish Catholic family so you know kids don't scare me at all I was just thinking of being you know my life and yeah. my future and everything yeah. and so that's what happened and um Zoe doesn't remember a time where there wasn't an Audrey she's like I got my mom my dad and my Audrey you mm-hmm. know so she considers me a parent and uh, was uh, that hard for you in the beginning was it just like oh my god I don't were there moments where you were like yeah. I don't want to this is not my child I there were mo- there were moments where I kept saying well this will be done soon 
like like me and Brian will be done soon. Oh, you kept waiting for that to happen. Like, yeah, but then we moved in together, and I was still <laughs> thinking this will be done soon, you know. But then when we when Zoe started coming over, you know, because they they had gone to court and they're still figuring because there was hard feelings in the beginning between sure. the two of them, and that had to work itself out. And now then they parented really close together after that. Um, Brian didn't have a clue what to do with a child, right? You know, and well, I'd me imagine coming, most twenty-one-year-old guys don't, don't. You know, yeah. and but you know, in my family, when I was eleven, I was changing my brother's diapers and watching him by myself. And then my mom had another kid, and I was doing that with my sister too. You know, I was bathing them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we had cloth diapers, you know, oh, all gross. that stuff. You know, and um, so and and I also worked through high school. And in college at daycares, they pay me under the table because I was like mm-hmm. only fourteen or fifteen. So I was always around kids. I'd be in the infant room. I think if these parents knew that some fifteen. Oh my yeah. god, that's but, like. Yeah. But it sounds like you knew what you but were I, doing. But I mean, still, they, for a parent like that would be like. Oh yeah, exactly. And um, these these were like you know, southern church daycares. Yeah, where, you yeah. Know, yeah. They weren't really paying attention, and so and and then in high school and college worked with in camps and all that so, so i've always been very familiar kids. with kids so i taught them the bathing and the diapers mm-hmm. and the feeding and do you, all was, that do you think that that brought you guys even closer together yeah or was it it's, or was it something that kind of forced like forced you a little farther apart or me and brian yeah um that's a good question i don't think it ever forced us farther apart and i also don't think it really made us more close our relationship always stayed the same because mm. you know three weeks into our relationship zoe was happening wow you know and, and and the great thing is like we were in florida and Brittany was in florida too so we all got a lot of time with zoe like i helped raise zoe i'm not taking anything away from Brittany. Brittany was right. a 24-hour mom i mean right. she was the one that was up all night with the sick baby and all that kind of stuff. And we right. had visitation, but when Zoe, you know, was like one or two and Brittany decided to go back to school. So when she'd have finals, we'd come take her for three or four weeks and mm-hmm. she was studying for finals and we were so close. We we're like an hour and a well, we were, she was two hours away, but we would meet in the middle. Like no. you know, when yeah. we were dropping her off. And was so, it awkward in the beginning? Was she resentful, you know, of, cause I, you, I, in your mind, you always have this picture of the evil stepmom, you know, and the, the one who came in and, right took away the family you know i think um britney's friends thought of me in that that way way. i i cannot speak to what britney said to them yeah or whatever i knew that at times i mean her and brian would fight a lot Mm -hmm. you know which is probably why they should have never been together right right but i i do remember um and like I'm going to preface once again saying Brittany's a great mom. This right. is stuff that was happening in the beginning. Right. I do remember going up there because we were picking her Zoe up for daycare to come home with us. And Brittany stopped by the daycare. It's this really cool daycare uh, where parents can sit while the kids play and everything. And mm-hmm. Brittany had a friend with her. And Zoe wanted to show her parents something. So Brian and Brittany went to go look at something. And her friend was just staring at me and finally said, you're not what I expected. <gasps> and she goes, she goes, I, and she even said, she goes, I heard that you this is just not what I expected based on what I heard. And I made all of Zoe's Halloween costumes because I was a good seamstress and everything. And she's like, you make all our costumes. You do this, this, and this. I mean, most you're, you're, yeah. And she's like, you're a really good person. That happened a few times. And so I just had a wall up about that. I didn't care because I I knew what Zoe meant to me. And the thing, and and the great thing is uh, my family, I mean, she's really close to my mom. It's her grandmother. She Mm -hmm. calls my mom, grandmother. My brothers and sisters are her uncle and aunts and mm-hmm. she has her cousins that those are her family 100 percent. that's not never says step it's my step grandmother it's her grandmother yeah yeah you know so for you was there ever a time i mean i guess i want to know for you at what point did the tide start to turn tide start to turn where you were like i love this child i want to be a mom mm-hmm. to her in some way you know i know you know you're yeah. not her mom but um, you are yeah. her mom. Um, I am. I do if that th- makes any sense. And yeah, I don't yeah. mean any disrespect to step moms. No, but, no, no, um, no, no, no. I am. Um, I, but what, there's what different kinds of stuff. There's some stepmoms yeah. that come in when the kid is 10 and it, yeah. it, it makes, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. But you know, I am a stepmom, but I am totally one of her main parents. Um, you know, in the beginning of Zoe's life, Brian, Brittany and I were so, we had no money. I mean, I was working mm. two different jobs for $5 an hour. Brian was working in a kitchen. She was going back to school. So there's all, it was all about 
um, I had made a choice then that part of my income was going to child support because Brian would never be able to pay it by himself, you know, even though we were working multiple jobs. You were just dating at this point or were you married? We, um, after, no, no, no. Um, we were living together. Okay. Yeah. So I, we dated for a year when I was in, I was a senior Mm -hmm. and then I moved to Orlando by myself. So I had a year actually, because Brian was still going to school. So I actually had a year to think about it, Yeah. you know, because Zoe had been born. And so when he moved to Orlando, it's like, yeah, let's move in. You know, we went out and got a toddler bed and and our tiny one bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. and had it baby proofed. And, you know, uh, Brittany, if you want to come see the apartment, and, yeah, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, because um, she was really paranoid about the whole thing. Um, but but Zoe, you know, I kept Zoe alive. Brian kept her happy. <laughs> <laughs> I always say that about all kids. And, and every isn't that every mom's yeah, role that like yeah. <laughs> I feel so, like that's every mom. <laughs> so you know, I made that choice to uh, to um, help pay the child support, and I made that choice to to watch her. When she came down and bathed her, I mean, when you're bathing a child and changing their diaper, you know, mm-hmm. if you, if you, there's a connection, there's, there. a, there's a connection. And mm-hmm. she was really close to me. Like I said, she doesn't have a memory where I'm not there, you know, and then I started paying part of her college fund and mm-hmm. my family, you know, took her in. And, mm-hmm. and then, um, I'd say when she was about seven or eight, things changed a little bit because, um, I think more girlness happened. So she kind of actually maybe a little older, maybe around 10 where Brian got really depressed because she didn't want to wrestle anymore. And this may happen with Chris, you know, because you can start to get to your little boobies and things are happening. And then all of a sudden Brian was so jealous of our relationship because she was coming to me with everything. And we, we, so I'm curious to see if that will happen because right now Channing is so physical. She's so, she's such like a little tomboy girl, Mm -hmm. but she also, loves her princess dresses she loves glitter she loves getting nails done you know and like does all girly things and and but she also loves sword fighting in her high heels right so i'm just i'm i love that (laughs) i'm wondering when that's that point that i think it was just when she noticed her body changing and it only yeah stayed that way for a little while i mean her relationship with us now because she moved out here with us um uh when she was 18 and she lived with us for about four years and now she's going to school uh about two hours away and um what is your relationship with her like now we're super close me brian and zoe we're all super close that's nice it's 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 like um i never talked about the things we talk about with my parents Mm -hmm. you know i never you know and she's very comfortable calling calling us and i had i went through a period i think maybe because i come from a big family where i just didn't want to be around my family i regret that behavior of mine mm-hmm. in my 20s you it know happens. Mm-hmm. um but she has not gone through that you know maybe yeah. she just wants to do laundry at our house and i understand that yeah. too but um it's very interesting she calls me for certain things and she calls her dad for certain things like mm-hmm. she's a journalism major and an urban studies major she's a smarty pants and um so when it comes to writing um creative writing she calls her dad a lot Mm -hmm. and talks they'll talk endlessly about how to approach something i love that and when she calls me it's just like so audrey do you have any secrets that you use when you're trying to do such and such and such to the house and and she's really playing up on my ocd she goes is there an audrey way that you do because she she was a slob growing up and we Oh man, we were buttonheads. I'm sure we were buttonheads. Yeah, you know about cleaning, and she was leaving shit all the house and all this stuff, kind of stuff, and she wasn't doing her chores right. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's what you think that's wiping down a counter, and I was like, how can I communicate? So with some her? of your background then was starting to come out with absolutely, your, and with I your realized rules that rules and regiments. I and- realized that that one time Zoe looked at me, and I realized, oh, she thinks she's cleaning. This is how Zoe cleans, and yeah. you're wanting her to clean. So I said, and I never forget how big her eyes got when I said Zoe. I'm Keegan, mad at you for your chores. This is what I want you to do. Next time you dust or clean the bathroom, I want you to take a look around and think, how would Audrey do it? What would Audrey do? I did. I totally said, <laughs> how, would, how, how would Audrey clean this? And her eyes got really big and she's like, that's a really good idea. She was like 15 or 16 at this time. She's like, so it's like a, a light bulb moment for both of you. For then. both of us. And it probably helped yeah. uh, maybe cut down on some of the, any clashes that you guys were having. It absolutely did. And, um, and so she calls me for Audrey shortcuts. Oh, all that's nice. the time now. And I am the first person she calls usually like if, 
she gets in a car accident or that kind of stuff. You know, I hope that doesn't happen often. No, no. How often um, is this happening? (laughs) uh, When well, she learned to drive and she refused. She said, "I am never going to learn to drive. I'm going to be a public transportation girl." And she refused to learn to drive. And then when she kids and their their ideas. So when she moved out here, we're like, we're we're hiring someone to teach because we can't teach. If we were in Florida, I'd teach her to drive. I'm not going to teach her to drive in L.A. Yeah, it's I, I couldn't handle it. So we hired one of those companies and everything. And then she was allowed to use our car. Um, oh, we just paid off our car. Mm-hmm. So here she is, this kid. She gets a car. Wow. Yeah, because we, we, we just paid it off. And my God, it was totaled. Oh, just a couple weeks later. I feel like that happens a yeah. lot. My mom got me a car mm-hmm. when I, I mean, I had to help pay for it. So yeah. it wasn't like, here's a free car kid. I mean, I helped yeah, pay for my car too. insurance and for the car payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I worked my butt off, but I, within months of getting it, crashed it, totaled yeah. it, almost died on the freeway. And my mom was like devastated. I mean, uh, it was terrible. It's, it's very interesting how you handle that as a mother, because she called us. It's about five years ago, and she's just crying. I'm like, what happened? Mm-hmm. I got in a car accident, and the first thing I said, you know, because Brian is quick um, to get, not again, Zoe, because she <laughs> sometimes doesn't pay attention. She's yeah, very yeah. in her head, dreaming, and all that kind of stuff. And I, at first, I was like, is everybody okay? Mm-hmm. Is anybody hurt? And, and she's crying. She says, these people are telling me they're hurt, but I don't think they are, yeah, and that yeah. kind of situation. She said, I said, where are you? She said, I don't know, because she didn't know L.A. Oh. And I said, um, Give me the address that you. This is when everyone had Garmin's. It wasn't, in, and so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So give me the address that you put in because it'll give me the same route. Yeah, you know. So I thought of that, and so I followed the same route until I found her. Yeah, on the downtown. Oh wow. On 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 was it the one ten, and it was one of those mother moments which you'll know about, and you'll have many many of them. Oh yeah. Where me and Brian get out of the car, but she locks eyes on the maternal one, mm-hmm. you know, and she just like collapsed in my arms. And Aww. so I'm holding her and I hold her and I'm checking. This is, I'm a tall girl, which yeah. is, I'm six feet and I'm usually kind of slump and I hate being trying tall. to minimize yourself. Yeah. But every once in a while, if you hurt some, that's the thing is I won't stick up for myself, but I'll stick up for any of my friends or family. Do not cross me. Yeah. And I, I see these, th- these people that she, and she did, she crashed into them. She totaled her car. And so Brian comes up and I kind of move Zoe over to Brian's shoulder, uh-huh. you know, and I walk up to these people and, um, this guy's really short and he's like, um, I said, are you okay? Is everybody okay? Uh-huh. You know, and I'm starting from there and he's like, yeah, I'm okay. But, uh, my wife, she's, she really hurt her back. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to do something about this. And so I stood up real tall and I took a step towards him, uh-huh. you know, because he only came up to my boobs. You know? <laughs> I took a step towards him. I looked down. I said, yeah, we should do something about this. Um, let's exchange information. And he looked and he took a step back, looked at me. He goes, no, we should do something about this now. Oh, like he was wanting money. He wanted money at that moment, <gasps> which happens a lot in everywhere, yeah, but especially yeah. in L.A. In and LA. big cities oh, and stuff like that. Do not crush your car in L.A. Yeah. And, and I took another step for, towards him. I said, if your wife is hurt, my insurance will definitely pay for it. But I bet you they didn't have insurance, yeah. did they? Uh, well, you know, but he, he wasn't expecting that answer. And I was standing up so straight. And yeah. he kept cowering and cowering. And then uh, two motorcycle cops happened to come by because it's also very hard to get cops to stop at your accident in L.A. Mm-hmm. They happened to come by and they told us to get off the road because we were blocking traffic. And um, he interv- there's a third guy. They interviewed everyone separately. The third guy was the one who kind of, because it's always crashed, yeah, bumped her. Yeah. And everyone told the, the guy, if you want to go, go. You can have our information. He's like, it's a dent. <laughs> He's so funny. It was such a Hollywood guy, uh, but a nice one. He's like, it's just a dent. I just have somewhere to be. I really don't want to be involved in all this. And <laughs> we're just, we're just like, go. And the cops are like, if you want to get there, fine with it, go. So yeah. he just took off. So it was really us and that family. And they interviewed them, and they interviewed us, and the cop came up to us, and he gave me his card. If that family tries to contact you, you call me. He wow. said, he said they're, they're setting you up and everything. Oh, yeah. totally. But anyway, yeah, she totaled, uh, totaled the car that she just got. But what a nice feeling for you that, you know, all those years ago when this was sort of thrust on your life and mm-hmm. sent your life in a total different trajectory yeah, absolutely um than what you were anticipating mm-hmm. um how close you guys have become and now this person that you were initially like or this you know I don't know if I want this in my life now is someone you love so much oh yeah and 
have a mama bear, you know, mm-hmm. have mama bear moments with and, yeah. and things like that. I, I just, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, it was a very tough that. decision at that time. Absolutely. And know, thank you but, for being honest about oh, that yeah. and not like glossing over it and being like, you know, no, it was, you know, wonderful. And I knew I was going to be her mom. Like, I, no. I think some people, I didn't want the responsibility. Yeah. You know, I didn't know. I kept thinking this is going to end, you know, and it didn't, mean, that's hard. Like, it didn't mean I didn't love Zoe, you yeah, know, yeah. It, but, but at, at some point, but I love Brian very much. And at some point I was just like, you know, I, they're a package. They, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They come together and, mm-hmm. and Zoe and I are, had a relationship right away, you know, when she was young. Yeah. And, I think that's yeah. great. You know, I appreciate your being honest yeah. about that because I just think well, so parenting many ain't aren't. easy, and especially no. you know, there's a whole different sub population of step parents. You know, some people that don't handle it well, yeah, and some people that do. That you do, know? Yeah. yeah. Well, you're one of the good ones. I'm Audrey. a good one. You're I'm one a of the good, good step mom. Um, I want to um quickly before I wrap things up, I want to um first of all thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. And about um this. and sharing all of your love, everything mm-hmm. from Star Trek to step moms and all of that. Oh. And there it is. There's my title for the episode. Star Trek <laughs> and Stepmoms. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, I want to tell everybody again really quickly where they can find you and yes. um, uh, Geek Girl Authority. Yes, please check out geekgirlauthority.com. It's for all your pop culture news. I mean, we have our original podcast. We also have entertainment news and think pieces. And it's a really great site to just go peruse. And of course, the most important thing about it right now is Booze and Phasers. Booze and Phasers. Where you can hear Heather and myself. You can find me on Twitter. Here's get really drunk <laughs> oh my god oh my gosh the first episode we kind of took the booze to All we took it very show. seriously Ooh, on the first I remember <laughs> the next day going what did i record a podcast i was time? listening to it and towards the end you just hear some slurring happening and like clinking of glass glasses and wine bottle. And, oh, oh my god so it's funny it's, it's a really great show i'm so proud of it um audrey kearns on twitter which is um k-e-a-r-n-s on instagram it's audrey kearns underscore because some other bitch got their first name audrey, audrey kearns and then geek girl authority on is geek girl auth on twitter and of course booze and phasers is on, on itunes it's, it's up on itunes mm-hmm. it's on instagram it's on twitter and I think that's where you can find me. Please check out FiveTruthsAndLie since we talked about it. Yeah, I mean we've got like there's about a hundred stories up on the site. That's and, amazing. Um, from celebrities, just from regular folks, and it's fascinating. Listen to people uh, giving you something from their lives. Yeah, They're sharing something with you, and then. I would be surprised if you and you can listen to the singles without listening to the whole show. So if you only have time to listen oh, to one story, nice. time. You can break and it at down the very life. end of the story, we say the story you were just listening to was true, oh. uh, or we'll let you know if it was a lie yeah, that you yeah, just, yeah. just listened to. So that's uh, that's where you can find me. Okay, cool. And I'm also going to put links to all of what Audrey just talked about too on motherhoodandhollywood.com. And um, thank you guys so much again for listening to the show. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to Motherhood in Hollywood on the iTunes. Do it or die. Oh, wait. No, no, dying. Um, Love you guys. Again, thank you for listening to Motherhood in Hollywood. And have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.